A vegan superhero is a new breed of athlete. Stronger, healthier, and driven by purpose. Vegan superheroes wage war against society's status quo and win. Vegan superheroes battle the forces of evil that profit from the suffering of others. Vegan superheroes take a stand for what they believe in and prove the haters wrong. If you ask the meatheads and clueless fitness gurus, they'll tell you that what we're doing is impossible, yet it's happening every single day. Vegan superheroes inspire change, spread compassion, challenge the status quo, and fuel the revolution. Our mission is to help you become a vegan superhero. Welcome to the Vegan Gym Podcast. Hey, what's going on, everyone? Hope that you've had an awesome week or you're going to be hearing this kind of at the start of the week, but it is January 24th. So I want to begin by wishing our little sister a very happy birthday. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, that is totally correct. What is she, 23 now? Yeah, she's 23. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. That is crazy. Definitely, we were going to, our mom invited us to go have dinner with her, like not not our sister Elkie, but with our mom and our stepdad Leon, and the four of us are just going to sit around, have dinner, and then FaceTime Elkie, (laughs) who's who's at college, and apparently we're going to have like an awesome birthday dinner without her. (laughs) Well, well, let's be honest here. We know the reason why she wants to do this is just to get us over to her house. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Bless our mom. Yeah. uh, Elkie, I actually don't know if you listen to this podcast. Podcast, but I'll I'll send you this episode just to uh, just so you can hear this happy birthday. So hope that you have an awesome day. Uh, I'll be sure to call you later. And with that being said, we're going to just kind of jump into this episode. We've got uh, kind of a cool topic to discuss, and I think in a lot of our episodes, we're really like pushing hard on the idea of intensity and motivation and just kind of. Bringing that as warrior much as you mentality. Can. Yeah, kind of warrior mentality, all of that stuff. And yes, that stuff is incredibly important, but I think it's also important to realize that not all pain is gain. So I want to kind of begin by saying that progress does require pain. And it kind of as as they say, like no pain, no gain. I think for most instances that is true and maybe that pain is actual physical pain maybe it's mental pain but we can lump kind of all of that together as a pain of discipline uh which kind of ties in with a quote that i love pain of discipline versus the pain of regret and so kind of all progress does require discipline and discipline is hard discipline does require pain in some form or another but not all pain is created equal and i think it's important to distinguish between good versus bad pain so basically what i want is i want the minimum amount of pain for the maximum amount of progress that's kind of how i look at everything regarding i think training. everyone can agree yeah. to that <laughs> well i think everyone does want that like if they sat down they say yes of course that's what i want but not everyone necessarily follows through on that so i think it's really important to understand the difference between kind of good pain and bad pain i only want to mm. experience good pain and i want to avoid bad pain so In this example, good pain is really all pain that is constructive and beneficial to you uh, in terms of accomplishing your goals. And bad pain, on the other hand, is all pain that's unnecessary and actually detrimental to your goals. So in other words, not all pain is gain. So let me give you an example of this good versus bad pain. So two Sundays ago, I ran 10.6 miles in the freezing cold. I started at 5.05 in the morning 
And the pain of getting up at 4.15 in the morning was good. And for my goals, that's necessary. The pain of running was good for my goals. That's necessary. I need to go out. I need to start building up my endurance base. And I need to be running more. But I didn't have enough clothes on during my run. And I was extremely cold the entire time to the point where I couldn't feel my hands at the end. It uh, it was literally, I think, 33 degrees outside and it was extremely cold. And I think I mentioned this on another on one of our last episodes. But when I went to take a picture after my run, I couldn't even feel my fingers. (laughs) They're like tapping my screen. So that's not necessary pain. Pain for the sake of pain is just stupid. So sure, maybe from that pain, I get a small boost in resilience or like mental grit from pushing through that extra challenge and just sucking it up when it's cold. But then I'm also going to be telling myself a story. I'm going to be saying to myself and kind of planning this in the back of my mind that running during the winter is really uncomfortable. It's brutal. And that's going to make it more difficult for me to get my next running workout done. So yes, of course, I'd rather run in like 60 degree balmy weather, but if I start skipping running workouts because I decide that I don't want to run in the cold, then I'm not going to be able to accomplish my goal of completing an Ironman triathlon. So again, not all pain is gain. Now this morning I ran six miles in again in the freezing cold at 5 a.m. And this morning was actually even more cold. When I began my run, it was 23 degrees Fahrenheit, which is minus five degrees Celsius. I mean, the weather's been crazy with the wind. It's yeah. And it was also really windy. I started getting out into some kind of open stretches and and the wind was pretty brutal. And actually I, I actually saw like outside of my window while I was working yesterday, I saw like this mom with two little kids walking in, in the street and the kids almost fell over because of the wind. Oh wow. <laughs> it was yeah. kind of like adorable to look at, but I felt bad for them. Yeah. It wasn't it definitely wasn't that windy this morning, but it's still the wind chill was at least a couple degrees. And it's still just the air temperature decreased by a few degrees during my run as well. So anyways, this was even more cold and kind of more brutal, but this time I was prepared. I bought some better cold running gear this last week and I used it for my run this morning. So again, like the pain of getting up at 4.15 in the morning was good and the pain of Starting my run, I actually started like 519 or something because it took me a little bit longer to get together. But the pain of starting so early and getting together, all of that stuff for my goals, it's necessary. That's good pain. The pain of running was good for my goals. It's necessary. Again, I need to be running consistently and continuing to build up my endurance to uh, be able to accomplish my goals. But I didn't need to deal with the pain of being uncomfortably cold the whole time because I was more prepared in terms of the gear that I had. So I still got all of the gain out of my workout without unnecessary pain. And I think that's really the thing that we want to be focusing on. How can I get the most benefit from kind of the necessary pain that needs to go into my training, my nutrition, everything else in my life that I'm trying to accomplish without unnecessary parts of kind of pain that's that aren't really beneficial in any way. So again, not all pain is gain. The same thing happened this last week with squatting. So I absolutely love belt squats. That's something that I've been incorporating more and more into my training. 
But the belt on the belt squat machine in our gym kind of digs into my hip bone a little bit. There's like this weird crease in it and it actually makes it really uncomfortable. It kind of digs right into my hip bone. So does this pain serve me in any way? Well, again, just like the pain of running in cold without the right gear, it might make it a little bit more mentally tough and it might help me to develop a little bit more mental grit. But it also convinces me to dread doing squats even more than I normally do, which makes me want to skip leg days at the gym even more than I usually want to do. (laughs) So uh, it's basically just kind of convincing me to not do the stuff that I know that I need to be doing. It also convinces me to stop short of my goal reps for each set. So I'm going to try to hit 10 10 reps for a set and then I get to... uh, um, rep five and six. And all I'm thinking about is the, the belt digging into my hip bone. And that's not helpful at all for me channeling my full intensity and focus into the exercise. So the pain of the belt digging into my hip bone is unnecessary and therefore detrimental to my goal. So what I did is I wrapped my winter coat around my hips for some extra padding. And then I put the squat belt over it and sure it looks really stupid, but it fixed the issue. And then for my next sets, a hundred percent of the pain from doing the belt squat was necessary and constructive. It came from the actual exercise. It came from the process of progressive overload. That's the pain that I want to be focusing on. And again, not all pain is gain. So we want to focus on beneficial pain and avoid unnecessary pain to the best of our ability. And we can kind of look at this a different way too. So if you want to build muscle and strength, there are many really great exercises that you should focus on to accomplish your goals as as efficiently as possible. But there are also plenty of useless exercises out there that you can be doing for a long time. You can do tons and tons of reps and sets of. You can be putting a lot of effort into your training program, focusing on these basically useless exercises. You can be pushing through the pain of exercise, the pain of discomfort, and you can be giving each set your 100% focus and intensity, but you're doing the wrong exercises for your goals. So you're not only wasting your time, but you're also going to be causing unnecessary pain during your workout. So if I'm going into the gym, I want to be doing exercises that all exercises are going to be painful to one degree or another. It shouldn't be like a sharp pain, but it's just the pain of training and and being consistent with everything. But I want to be focusing on the exercises that are challenging that will get me to my goals instead of the exercises that are still challenging, still painful and not constructive toward my goals. That's where efficiency comes into play. (laughs) Yeah. It's all about efficiency. I look at everything as like I'm putting in X and what do I get in return? So it's all, yeah. All of these things are like investments in yourself. You're making investments and you're saying, Hey, I'm choosing I'm choosing to get up and work out instead of sleep in. And obviously that's more painful, but you're doing that because you're investing in yourself and your goals. Well, well, to to go off of that, you like you were talking about time and time is one of those things where a lot of people have the mentality that if you work more, you get more right. Um, And uh, I don't know if you're going to be jumping into this, but Working more does not mean that you're going to get better results. Okay. Just be, if you work out 20 Doesn't hours, necessarily mean that you're going to. Right. Uh, it's like if you work out 20 <laughs> hours in a week, it's that could be 
detrimental to your success versus of efficient with 10 hours, you know, or, or six hours. So it's, uh, a lot of people think they just need to move more to get better results. And it's, that's the pain that you want to avoid <laughs> right. because you're going to be wasting time, burning yourself out and then end up quitting and actually wasting even more time because you get stuck in a rut. Yeah. So. That's a perfect transition to the next thing that I want to discuss. I, I read minds. <laughs> and he does read minds because he doesn't read the notes before. <laughs> so he just, uh, yeah, he he just um, totally. Well, I, I needed to say perfect- that because I've actually had a multiple conversations with individuals over the last few days specifically about that um, yeah. is putting too much time into exercise. And um, I, I just think that is just something that is uh, looked at as beneficial to to put in more time when as you just have to focus on the right things be efficient and be effective with those correct things so it's admirable but is it necessarily helpful or useful that's a question so yeah that's a perfect transition to this next thing i want to talk about and kind of another way of looking at the pain um versus like necessary versus unnecessary pain is um to look at uh like working out for an hour a day like that's good that's good pain uh you can actually get an amazing workout done in like 30 minutes oh totally like some, yeah. <laughs> some of the most challenging workouts i've done have been jam-packed into 30 minutes and it just totally kicks my butt totally so like that's a, that's good pain, like working out for an hour, but working out for three hours a day is probably not helpful unless you're a professional athlete with a team of professionals who are constantly analyzing your training, recovery, and nutrition. So kind of in fact, there's a concept in training exercise science known as maximum adaptive volume. So basically it determines how much you should be training to get the best results possible without overtraining. So let's say that I know my maximum adaptive volume is 10 sets per week for for quads, and I'm counting six sets of squats and four sets of leg extensions in that number. So if I do 20 sets per week instead to really like demolish my legs and really kind of pound my legs into smithereens, then the 10 additional sets that I'm doing are unnecessary. That's unnecessary pain. It's physically painful to train the extra 10 sets. And it's even more painful because it's not beneficial to me in any way. And not only is it not beneficial, it's actually detrimental to me because I'm breaking down my muscles beyond the point of repair, which will severely inhibit my ability to gain muscle and strength over time. So like honors was saying earlier, the solution is not to just double the amount of working out that, that you <laughs> should get be doubly doing. the results. <laughs> that does not equal double the results. Yeah. If anything, it actually, uh, if like a hundred percent results is doing an hour a day, three hours a day could actually be right. like 70% results. Mm-hmm. So you're putting in more time and actually getting less out overall, not just diminishing returns on those extra two hours per day, but less results overall. So this is a really important uh, idea to keep in mind. And yes, we're doing more training ourselves because now we're heading more in kind of the endurance direction. So it 
does tend to be different for endurance athletes. And most serious endurance athletes are really on top of their training and nutrition and sleep and recovery and everything. But not everyone's getting ready for an Ironman. So, <laughs> but not everyone's getting for, ready for an Ironman. And most people that we hear this from who are overtraining are doing it in a way that's actually not congruent with their goals. So it's it's actually detrimental. So again, not all pain is gain. And the same thing holds true for dieting. We've been talking a lot about training, but the same thing holds true for dieting. Now, sure, I could just go throughout my day and eat boiled tofu and broccoli for every meal, and I'll probably accomplish my goals because that's pretty macro-friendly. I can keep the calories in check, that especially if I'm trying to shred. my stomach hearing that <laughs> yeah. boiled tofu. Oh my goodness. That, yeah, so exactly. <laughs> and here's terrible. the point. So why would I do that when I can accomplish my goals just as quickly by investing some time into learning about flexible dieting, in other words, macros, or by hiring a coach who could make a meal plan that's actually filled with the foods that I enjoy eating, and I just eat that on a consistent basis because I know how to use macronutrients to kind of achieve my body composition goals. So I don't need to be focused on deprivation, like being restrictive or uber restrictive with your diet is unnecessary pain. And it's emotionally exhausting. It's mentally exhausting. It's uh, painful for your stomach to have to <laughs> like and taste buds. So like that's not what, uh, I, what I tell people to that is like going that approach and being so restrictive or regardless if it's calories or the the item of uh, like what you're eating. It just creates a poor relationship with yourself and food. It, it like that's what it's going to lead to. Exactly. 100%. And that's long term pain as well. So yeah. it uh, doing that's, that. That's pain that is so incredibly hard to reverse. Yeah. Yeah. And I think lots of these different forms of pain can be difficult to reverse. And that's why it's important to identify constructive versus unnecessary pain. Totally. So yeah, being restrictive with your diet really doesn't help you in any way. Yes, if you're trying to focus on fat loss, you need to be consuming less calories than you burn. So you do have to be conscious of the amount of food that you're eating, but you don't need to be restrictive about the types of food that you're eating. And if you have been up to this point and haven't been able to accomplish your fat loss goals or have been frustrated with the whole process, that's probably one of the main reasons that you are struggling. So again, when it comes to training and when it comes to dieting, not all pain is gain. You also need to know when to back off pain that could actually hurt you. So for example, pushing through a sharp pain in your shoulder when you're lifting or pushing through hip pain when you're running, these are forms of unnecessary, perhaps damaging pain that you shouldn't be pushing through. So you have to understand that there are no bonus points for unnecessary pain. And I know that there are lots of uh, go-getters out there who really just kind of embrace the no pain, no gain mentality. Embrace the suck. <laughs> yeah, embrace the suck. Anyways, you have to understand that there are no bonus points for this kind of unnecessary pain. In fact, you can actually set yourself back in terms of your progress if you try pushing through some of these types of pain. So maybe you push harder than necessary with your shoulder and it's kind of you have this sharp pain, but it's it's not enough to like keep you out of the gym and you have like a really kind of hardcore mentality and you're just getting in there and getting it done every single day like 
total respect for that commitment, but let's also be smart about this. So maybe you can bounce back from this kind of shoulder pain every single workout for months, but then one workout is just kind of that proverbial straw that breaks the camel's back. And then you do some kind of irreparable damage that puts your shoulder out of commission for three months. So you can't train your upper body for that entire time. And then for those three months that you can't be pushing through the pain, you actually walk backwards in your progress a ton because you aren't consistently training. I'm, I'm living proof of that, actually. So a few years ago, I've, I've mentioned this a few times on the podcast, but a few years ago, I pushed myself too hard on conventional deadlifting, uh, which ended up uh, having a, uh, a herniated disc. Um, and that put me out of account for deadlifting for over a year. And yeah. I couldn't do that. And I right. had to go to to the chiropractor, and so the at the time I was like, okay, embrace this, suck it up, push through it, and then the outcome was I had to spend thousands of dollars with the chiropractor. I couldn't deadlift for over a year, and the recovery process was a physical and mental challenge the entire time. And it's super painful. And it, but- I I could barely <laughs> even sit into my car. Yeah. So it's just like the. If I would have gone back, I would have said, you're an idiot. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, so it's just like, it. I think a lot of people say, oh, that I see that potentially happening, but it's not going to happen to me. You know, it's like, I could push through this last one. Yeah. And it's that one rep that you push through that could potentially do that. Yeah. A few years ago, I was coming home. This was at our old apartment and I slipped on wet tile. I don't even know if you were living with us at the time. Uh, living with me and Will. I think I was because I used to make fun of you walking around like hunchback. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I guess so then. So yeah, I came home and I had some, some snow on my boots and you walk right into what the boots kitchen. boots and tile do not go well. Yeah. You walk right into the kitchen and it was literally like a comic. Like yeah. my feet just flew out from under me and I just went right down on my, on my back and I got up and it felt kind of sore, but I was like, ah, screw it. Like I need to go get my workout done. Cause I was planning to do a workout just like half an hour later. So ended up going to the gym and it was just a, it was a push workout. So I was just doing bent press and stuff, but I pushed myself a little too hard and I tweaked something in my back while I'm doing bench. And then that put me out of commission for a solid two weeks. I yeah. just, I had so much pain and I was just like, uh, constricted to my bed. So back pain is absolutely no joke. And all any of these, type of pain, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> any type of sharp pain like that is no joke. Um, and back pain in particular, at least in my experience has been pretty, pretty terrible. Um, thankfully I don't deal with that on a regular basis, but just the, the possibility of pushing yourself over the edge with that, it should be enough to um, keep you to, to, to stop doing that stuff. So if you have never gone through what honors and I are talking about, you don't, don't want it. <laughs> try to get to that point. Don't uh, just 
try to take our advice and not push through forms of pain like that. It's not worth it. And spend, there are, spend the extra time focusing on mobility and flexibility and, and other avenues that will help you strengthen those lifts. <laughs> yeah. And there are lots of ways that you can work around it. For example, one of our clients was dealing with some shoulder pain and he couldn't do like barbell overhead press, mm-hmm. but um, to target the shoulders in a different way, we found out that if he's doing a neutral grip dumbbell overhead press, it uh, was a different angle on his shoulder and it still worked his shoulder wasn't in, really impinging in a very anything. similar way, but it didn't hurt. It wasn't, there was no pain associated with that. So you can always make workarounds as well. So it's not that you need to just stop going to the gym, but just make some workarounds uh, around these kind of recurring injuries that, uh, that you might be experiencing or these periods of sharp pain that you're going through. And like honors was saying, maybe you need to get surgery, like not just take a few months off, but get surgery that costs tens of thousands of dollars out of pocket, at least in the U S I know lots of other countries have their, their stuff together and they've got (laughs) free, free, uh, kind of healthcare for, for everyone. Yeah. I Uh, literally think I spent like $6,000 at the chiropractor over that year. I saw, uh, so we have a mutual friend, Bob, um, who we saw at the, uh, the event in Miami. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you saw his medical bill, but it was $126,000. Yeah. It's <laughs> ridiculous. Crazy. So yeah. Anyways. Uh, so yeah, pushing That's why through, you need to be smart. <laughs> yes. So you need to, yeah, that wasn't due to like gym injuries right. or anything, but the point is you can be facing medical bills like that if you push through these periods of unnecessary pain. So pushing through sharp pain is not worth it and you should not be doing that. So work around it, figure out how to make changes to your training program and just be smart about it. So again, not all pain is gain. So here's the main takeaway for this episode. Don't wear pain as a badge of honor because there are lots of types of unnecessary pain. So yes, I have a hundred percent respect for people who are getting at it every single day, putting in the effort, putting in the intensity and making it happen and working towards their goals. Yes, there's going to be a lot of pain associated with that, but focus on good pain, not the unnecessary pain. So all of that beneficial pain, that's what's going to result in gain. So no, not all pain is gain, but all benefit pain is gained. So focus on that. All right. So that's going to be a wrap for this episode. If you found value in this episode, please take the time right now to tell one other vegan about this podcast. We're on a mission to help 1 million vegans get into the best shape of their lives because we firmly believe that the more healthy fit vegans there are in the world, the faster veganism will spread. So please help the animals, help the planet and help other people by sharing this podcast with other vegans. So thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you on the next episode. And until next time, keep challenging the freaking status quo. We really hope that you enjoyed this episode. To take the next step in your vegan fitness journey and get access to all our best content for free, check out theveganjim.com. We'll teach you everything you need to know to torch body fat, break through plateaus, build lean vegan muscle, and supercharge your health. Get started right now at theveganjim.com. Until next time, peace, love, and gains.